I'm so happy to have you with us this week while I share a really terrific conversation that I had with Travis Belanger, a coach as well as welder up in Canada. He is the founder of Men on Fire Coaching and the host of the Ignite Your Life private Facebook group where men come together to support each other, to share, to be authentic and inspire each other to grow. I know you're going to get a lot out of this conversation about the benefits of personal development. And I think you might take away some books to add to your own list as Travis has got quite a list of inspiration. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited to share with you today a very talented man from up north, Travis Belanger from Morinville, Canada. Travis is the founder of Men on Fire Coaching. When he's not busy welding projects all over the great white north, he is also helping men get connected and get inspired to find what they love and find what fulfills them. You will find his page on Facebook and you'll also find there, if you'd like to join his group, Ignite Your Life Brotherhood, where he's leading meetings and you can get together and really connect with men and have conversation. He helps men ignite their life and reclaim their passion and purpose through men's groups, coaching, speaking, workshops, and corporate events. He's spreading the message that improving the conversations we have with ourselves and others can take you to the next level in all areas of your life. Travis, I'm really, really grateful to you for carving out a little bit of time. I know you're busy welding before the winter sets in up in Canada, so thanks for the time today. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. So I would love to hear a little bit about, because I, from the Midwest, from the heartland, and we talked briefly about this, I come from farming country. A lot of people I went to school with now work with Caterpillar in heavy equipment and that sort of thing. So I'm acquainted with people who work with their hands. And to go then into coaching is kind of a leap. So how did you decide that this is something that you want to bring out in your life work? What brought you into coaching? Well, I saw, so I did the typical thing. I, you talked about the Midwest and finning and Alberta. What do we do in Alberta? We go into the oil patch. So right off the farm, I moved into the big city. And before long, I was working on drilling rigs. And my experience with drilling rigs that for six years was they moved me around a lot. I would go fill in on different rigs for guys to take time off. And it was like every th- second or third time they'd move me, it was to take time off. So a guy could take a week off to go get divorced after 17 years of marriage and four kids. And I was like, dude, why don't you just take the next six months off or a year off, go work on your marriage because now you're going to split half of what you worked with. Then your wife is going to want to go to school and you're going to, she's going to take the other half. I said, and you're going to be so pissed off and frustrated that you're going to be a miserable person. You might as well just go take some time off now. And I saw guys that were really successful in the higher up positions that had to buy their kids every time they went back or they had to buy their partner back. It was crazy. And I'm like, well, this is not right. So then I left that and I got into the welding trade and I literally saw the same thing where guys work, 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 don't work on themselves. Don't work on their relationships. Don't work on their family. And they end up, it's not uncommon for a guy in the welding industry to be divorced two or three times because they go work the pipeline. Well, when you're gone for six months, what do you expect to happen? 
What do you think is going to happen when you leave everybody behind? So I saw a need for that. And it didn't really click in until a couple of years ago when I started doing personal development. I'm like, there's some really interesting stuff here that I'm learning. And it's stuff that guys need to talk about that we don't talk about. It's stuff that guys need to read because guys don't read. We just don't. We look at car magazines. We look at other magazines that have nothing to do with personal development or humanity in general. And it, they miss it. They're missing the boat, right? Yeah, I totally get that. And I think that's really interesting because personally, that's when I made the pivot to get into holistic health, when I was seeing the end result. At that point, I was working with clients in their 80s and 90s, and I saw the health issues that they had and working upstream. If we want to have better choices, we need to make different choices earlier, right? Absolutely. In order to turn that ship around. So I think that's really powerful to come from that place where you ask the questions and Sometimes it's, it's kind of perplexing why everybody isn't asking those questions. If everyone in the industry is running into broken families and relationships, what needs to change? But I think that in society, we're in this rhythm, in this routine, and there's these expectations that, well, that's just the way it is. Some things are hard. Some relationships aren't going to last, but this is what this kind of career requires, and I'm making good money. But then, like you say, well, suddenly you're dividing your money, you know, one or two or three ways because... You you can't keep a family together, you know? So I think that's a really powerful perspective shift. And I appreciate what you're saying too, that looking into personal development starts making you ask questions. And one of those questions a lot of time is like, why aren't more of us having these conversations? Yep. So how do you start to open up that conversation? Because as someone who personally, I'm really on a mission to bring men into the conversation on how it doesn't have to be complicated to live healthier, about how it's okay to first admit that there's stress and second to look for solutions to it. How do you start opening this channel of communication? So we talked about this earlier about how like in my business, my welding business for the past 20 years, I've never been shy of business. I've always had an abundance of work there's times like where the economy slows down and that's normal, but I've never had to look for work. And it's because I attributed to having, having very specific conversations where when I talk to a guy about work, the conversation is five minutes about work and 20 minutes about family, fishing. What do they like to do? What do they do for fun? Where have they gone? That's fun. When was the last time they did anything that was fun? And so pointing that out to guys and having that conversation a lot of times opens up the door, you know, you know what, I haven't done anything fun or yeah, I know we did this. And then talking about what makes them happy. Like a lot of times my question is, what do you enjoy doing? What makes you happy? And so then the next time work comes up and if it has to do with welding, I'm going to get, I've had that emotional connection. I'm going to get that phone call. Or if something comes up in their life that they need to talk about the next time I see that guy, that's going to be a conversation we're going to have. And it happens to me quite often where I'm on a job site and a guy walks up and, Hey, good morning. How's it going? Guess what my kid did last night. Guess what I did with my kid last night. And the guy just opens it up and starts talking. Right. Or I'll have people that call me and say, Hey dude, I listened to your video. I don't know what to do right now. I'm, I'm stuck. Like I'm, and I get that all the time. I'm the guy that I'm that guy that gets those phone calls. Hey, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do there. Do you know somebody? So that's, I think, what got me to that point where I learned how to have those conversations. And it's the questions you ask. And there's, there's uh, something in business that they use in a network and they use a thing called form. And it's family, occupation, recreation, money. If you literally, you can apply it to your personal life too. They're great. It's a great way to open a conversation and see where people are, right? Because you just never know how people are doing, you know? Yeah, we really get into these patterns. Any of us get into this pattern where the short, easy answer is, I'm fine. 
you know, life's busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, and it takes that extra effort to get below the surface, but it really does stand out for the same reason, because so few people make that effort. And I, I find myself in conversations like that all the time. People kind of seem surprised, you know, they'll have a 30, 45 minute, just like verbal purge. And then they'll say, wow, you're really easy to talk to. And it's like, well, because I listen, because I tune in and I listen and I want to hear what's going on. And there's a severe shortage of that <laughs> going around. So it's a really powerful connection to, to be able to hold for people, but also for people to feel seen and heard and recognized, male or female. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. People like to, it's been proven people like to talk about themselves right? If you're given the opportunity, they will tell you all kinds of things about their life and even things you don't want to know about their life. So Exactly. But yeah. we've been trained, right? We've been trained not to complain too much or not to make waves or not to make people uncomfortable. So how do you, when you're working with people or just in more casual conversations like we've been talking about, how do you help people feel comfortable stepping into change? Because there's a lot of expectations and societal norms that don't really serve us. So talking about my own experiences, number one, um, and being vulnerable right? That's one thing we have this fear around so many things because we don't want to be vulnerable. We're like, I'm not going to talk about that because then, then it makes me look bad or it makes me look like I don't have money or it makes me look like I don't have the skill. And it's vulnerability. And we're so afraid of vulnerability. There's somebody that somebody whose books I've read, all of her books is Brene Brown. Brene Brown is amazing. And it's so funny because I read one of her books and then I read another book called Masks of Masculinity. And those two books are like tied together. And a lot of guys, of course, Brene Brown's a female author. And a lot of guys, you know, they're not going to look at what they call the feminine. You know, it's unfortunate that personal development takes a feminine trait to it. But, you know, we have both. As men, we have both. So the part about being vulnerable, if you don't understand it, maybe you should read about it. That's what I would say. Like, if you don't understand something, get more information about it. We do it. We do it all the time. Guys do it with when they're fixing their hot rods. Guys do it when they're fixing their computers. When they're doing what, whenever they're fixing anything. I mean, we have the information's there. The internet. Just Google vulnerability. Stuff will come up. I think that's a great suggestion. And when we did, when we were chatting earlier, you talked about how much you've assimilated from that genre of personal development. Is there a place where you would recommend if somebody just recognizes? the way that I'm operating right now isn't really working for me, but I don't know what's wrong. I don't know where to start. Where would you suggest somebody look to get started? Absolutely. So there's a few different places actually. And so what I realized is that I was reading a book, I think it was Bob Proctor on personal investment that you should invest 10 to 20% of your income back into yourself in your lifetime. And I, I stopped and I was like 10%. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so far behind. I better take a year off and just go do personal development because <laughs> I've, I've made enough. I've, I've, my welding business has been successful. I'm like, man, I could take a couple years off and spend money on myself, right? So when I started doing courses, and sometimes the courses are a little outside your comfort zone for people for spending, but it's so worth it. But there's little things a guy can do. So one of the things that I have is I have a YouTube subscription, which allows me to download onto my phone and everybody has a phone and listen to it later or watch it later, right? Um, we're always on our phone, so why not listen or watch something that's productive, right? So YouTube, I think, is like 14 bucks a month, and it's unlimited, unlimited. You can just about find any book on there, any kind of movie, video, whatever, 
And it's incredible. Like I download Gary V stuff. I download Ed, Ed Milet stuff. And then there's podcasts. Podcasts are free. You know, um, even Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Sunday I listen to. Like that's fat. There's fantastic stuff on there. She has lots of really great guests on there. Um, so podcasts are free. I also have an Audible subscription, which is 14 bucks a month. So you download a book. You can exchange a book if you don't like it. And then the book stays in your library. I, and I tell people, don't just listen to a book one time. Listen to it multiple times. Two years ago, I was on a really big kick with Grant Cardone. And Grant Cardone is a very successful real estate mogul, right? Well, I listened to, he has a book called Be Obsessed or Be Average. Well, I listened to that book literally like 30 times in a row. It was like, I would just be jacked up in the morning listening to it. And then I would, and then every day I was like, just pumped all the time, right? And why not, right? People will take subs other substances to get pumped up every morning, caffeine and smoking or whatever else. And I mean, what, it's just wrecking your body, right? Whereas something like an audiobook is really super, super good for you. So yeah, the Audible subscription and YouTube. I mean, think about it's two visits to Starbucks. Right. That's all it is, right? And it's endless, endless, endless. information yeah. in Absolutely. the car. If you're working where you can be listening to things, you can adjust the playback speed. Here's something that I was excited to discover because I end up with all these Kindle books that I never have time to sit down and read. You can ask Alexa through the app on your phone to read your Kindle books. So then you can make those audible too. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Huh? Yeah. Does it have like a robot voice on or does she actually have a nice voice? Unless Alexa has varieties, I think you have to listen to Alexa read it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know how she translates, but. <laughs> right. Yeah, the audiobooks are least... super powerful, honestly. Like I've had so many, so many audiobooks um, in my list. Like, and there's just so many really good ones out there that have really changed how I see things. Do you have a list of some of your favorites on your Facebook page? I know that's where you tend to share information and you're posting videos all the time that people can check out. So I'll definitely have the link to the Facebook page in the show notes so everybody can check that out. But do you have a little hot list on? So books? I do. One of the, uh, there's, I'll, I'll just kind of go through my list here. So one called, one is called zero to one. And these are, some of these are more business related. Another one is called Mask of Masculinity with Lewis Howes. Uh, the Wealthy Barber Returns. That's another one that's got, uh, that's by David Chilton. Zig Ziglar. And I've got Thinking Big. So there's Zig Ziglar, Les Brown, Larry Iverson. They're all really good tickets. Brendan Bouchard has a book called The Golden Ticket. And that book is just outstanding. The Secret to Success by Eric Thomas is really good. Awaken the Giant Within with Anthony Robbins. Let me see Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. He's got video snippets he does every day. I listen to that big time a lot. One book I've read and given away probably a dozen times is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Um, if I, I honestly feel like it should be like a high school book that people should read. That book is amazing. Like it is such a good book. Brene Brown, Power of Vulnerability, Dare to Lead. She's got a whole bunch of, of really good stuff. Daring Greatly, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And Great book. Yeah, really good book, right? Like awesome, awesome. And then there's one book by this guy named Aubrey Marcus, Own the Day, Own Your Life. And that book was pretty crazy. Like I was kind of shocked actually at what I learned from that book. And I was like, man, oh man, I, I, I have the audio and now I need the hard copy so I can take notes and write stuff down because, you know, I got to stop all the time and write, take notes down. Right. And The Alchemist, another really, really good book. The audio book is especially good because of the way it's who says it? I think it's a lady who's Mexican and it's, it's from way back in the day. Like it's an older book, but the alchemist is like one of those books that a person should read, right? Like it's just an Absolutely. incredible book. Yeah. 
That would be a great gift for teenagers. Absolutely, yeah. Just to plant that seed. That's just a beautiful book. Yeah, so many great ones on that list. Yeah, and, and I've literally, it's funny because I read them all. Like it's, I've listened to them all multiple, I probably listened to them each 20 times. Like it's, they're such good books. And, you know, people think you learn something once and you never have to revisit it again, but they don't realize that their experience, wherever they are in their life right now, you'll read the book and you'll find something in that book that will relate to that moment in time of where they are. You know, and so many people I hear, they're like, I wish, I, you know, I wish it was like it was back then, but really you never can have that. It's always going to be something different. And by reading books, you can change that, right? You can change the narrative that you use all the time. Yeah, so true. And I think it's really powerful to get that information, know that other people absorbing the same thing. But then, you know, we're still operating within our same community, our same circle of friends, our same life situation. We start to make changes, but it gets a little uncomfortable, right? Our friends aren't listening to the same things that we are. They're wondering where this is coming from and why we don't just sit back and fit in, (laughs) make it easy the way that we used to. So how do you help people kind of keep moving in a better direction once they've decided, these are some great ideas. I want to see how this works for me. So the books, continuing to read the books is really important. I mean, some people don't want to talk about business stuff. Some people want to talk about personal stuff. And a lot of times I find more so when people come talk to me, it's about their personal stuff. Um, they call me because they're having trouble in their marriage. And it's about setting habits, setting habits and being intentional. Like when I refer to my fiance, Michelle, a lot of times I would refer to her as my queen or my goddess. And I'll actually use those terms when I'm talking to people, you know, because we're so used to calling guys that call their wife, their old lady. You know, and I know some women want to punch your guys in the face when they hear that, <laughs> you know, it's like calling, well, my old man, you know, I'm far from old. I'm just as agile as I ever have been. Right. So it's changing, changing the language that you use and staying consistent. You got to build that habit. Right. I've uh, always been fairly fit. Of course, once you get in your forties, things kind of change and you really need to exercise and be diligent about it. And you talk to anybody who's successful will say exercise daily gratitude daily, journal daily, read daily. And if you're not reading, listen to something daily. We, we forget about these things. We forget about these behaviors. And then we wonder at the end of our life, oh my God, why am I depressed? Why am I overweight? Why am I unhealthy? You know, so you got to create those habits. Got to create habits to get to where you want to go, right? Yes. Even though it's hard. Because I think I heard recently, 45% of what we do is habitual. Yeah. So, you know, it's not easy to shift those habits. We've got bad habits. We want to create better habits. There's even like negative self-talk is a habit that you can start to break apart and remove and replace. Yeah. But it takes effort and it's uncomfortable to make those changes, right? Because no matter where we are, even this place might not be working for us, but it's safer because it's what we know and getting out of that, getting uncomfortable and staying in that place of growth is really hard to do initially. Yeah. And if if you can take that step and it doesn't have to be something big, Brene Brown talks about that as well in her book. She says it doesn't have to be a big change. Just do one minute a day. She said when she was learning meditation, you can't sit down and do it first time for 20 minutes. There's no way. She says, try it for five. Sure, her brain, she has a hard time shutting her brain off. She said, well, that's me. I'm always go, go, go. So, but I've learned how to just sit and just be and just relax. Listen to myself, breathe. You know, I know so many guys that I don't even think they know what that is. You know, Mm -hmm. it's important. We need to learn how to do those things. 
And that's a really powerful reminder too. I try to, I try to remind people as much as possible. And meditation is definitely a practice that I have to keep coming back to. It's not something that I'm not good at sitting still. I'm not good at, at making that mental space. And it starts with a minute or two minutes. It doesn't have to be, I meditate because I do a 40 minute practice on a special cushion with a special altar in front of me. Just check in with your breath for a minute or two and see how powerful that is at bringing you back to center. Absolutely. And it's so funny because we do it at different points in our life. We do it when we, you know, if you live in a big city and you drive out in the countryside and you stop your car and you get out and you look at the stars and you're like, holy cow, you can really see the stars out here. And then you sit and you just look or you sit in front of a fire but a lot of times you sit in front of a fire and you don't think about anything. You just, you just watch the fire, right? So it's not hard to do. People, people do it. If you can sit in front of a TV and watch a movie for three hours, why can't you sit and think about your day? And I know people talk about you know, manifesting as being hoofy-foofy, but you do set goals at work. If you work for somebody, you're setting goals. Hopefully your boss is saying, hey, you need to work on what's your goal for this month. You, know, you got to do it for yourself as well. What's your goal for this month? What are you working on, right? And that keeps you moving forward. Yeah, I think that's such a great point because we do, we tend to look for, you know, other goals are placed upon us at work or that sort of thing, but we don't think about how we can set personal goals unless you're already in this, you know, personal development space and you're absorbing all of this and getting inspired. It, again, it's a new habit to think about what would I like more of? What do I want to bring in? How do I want to feel when I start my day? How do I want to feel when I end my day? Yeah. And you mentioned the gratitude practice is so powerful because it's, it actually trains our brain to look for the better parts in the day. Our brain is trained to hold on to the bad stuff, the hard lessons. You know, that's how we learn from stress. But when we can train our brain to value those better exchanges and those benefits, that's really powerful. Then we start to like, feel happier because right. we're seeing more of that. Well, you're investing in yourself. Yeah. You're making, you're making it into an emotional thing for yourself an emotional decision, right? So. Yeah. It's so powerful. So tell me a little bit about um, the group that you have some meetings online where people can come together and be in conversation. And now we can transcend um, distance and join in from anywhere. So Absolutely. how does that look? It looks really good, actually. I've actually connected. I've got people, some people in Washington that listen to my stuff. I got people in, in BC, like in, the, in the province next to me. And the Ignite Your Life Brotherhood is just a, we have some in-person meetings as well, but the, the online part of it now where people can come and just talk and they can either listen. I will talk about something specific. And generally, I, I can almost say 90% of the time, I'm reading a book or listening to something that you're not listening to. So I will definitely have a different perspective. So, and sometimes it's just about being there and listening and then asking questions afterwards. Um, but it's a place where you can ask questions at all. It's like a safe container where guys can have a conversation and they can say, Hey, you know what? I'm, I did this the other day. My, this is what's going on with me and my wife and I, or me and my girlfriend or me and my whatever at work. And I don't know how to figure this out. What's, what does anybody have to say about that? And some guys open up with really personal stuff and, and it's, a great place to do that because now you can get some feedback, constructive feedback with no judgment. Yes. Which is priceless. Absolutely. And then when we see how we've helped that person, we can go, Oh, wow. I know somebody else that's going through that same situation. And then we know what works and what doesn't work. Right. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I'm talking with someone. I might be sharing an insight or, you know, something that I've read or advice. And as the words are coming out of my mouth, I realize that's exactly what I need to hear right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> this situation, this conversation is serving me as much as I'm trying to support this other person that I'm in conversation with. And it's fascinating. And that's what I love about group conversations like that, because you might show up and think, I don't have anything to talk about, but let's just see what's going on. Or I just want to feel in community for a bit. So I'll just drop in, you know, maybe offer some support. And the topics that come up, are so in line with what you have going on right now, where you're at, what you're thinking about, or they spark questions that you didn't realize were kind of brewing. And that's really the beautiful power of group conversation. Yeah. Is that it, there's always something to serve you, even if you don't know what that's going to be going in. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm so glad you're making that available. That's tremendous. I'm really excited to share this with everybody so they can, if, if it calls to them, they can check that out through yeah. the Facebook page. And then you can ask to join the private group, the Ignite Your Life Brotherhood and drop in on these meetings, which I think is really tremendous. Absolutely. And then there's other stuff that I share on my Facebook page, page too, because if my men's group is not one that resonates with you, there's a lot of other men's groups that are online. And I'm a part of like probably half a dozen of them where we share each other's information and I do usually I try to do a daily video or a daily post and I'll, I'll share a link from one of those places or a link of uh, a Gary Vaynerchuk post or video or something where a guy can have an, an opportunity to gain some knowledge or you know figure something out with right yeah definitely I love that that's such great tools thanks for putting that all together and curating that <laughs> that's awesome I enjoy it so one thing that I wanted to make sure to come back to that we discussed earlier that I think is, again, another priceless sort of something to consider is when you mentioned earlier, guys don't typically look at themselves as something worth investing in or, or developing. So how would you plant the seed that guys can look towards more? Um, it's, I think it's more through example. I'm, I've, uh, I find a lot of guys when I talk to them, I'll talk about my successes, but I'll also talk about things that I also talk about my challenges and my struggles, right? Cause you can't talk about success all the time because people have a hard time relating to that, especially right now, right now, everybody's going through so much crazy stuff that if all I talk about is how great my work is, how much work I have and how great I'm doing, they're going to be like, I can't relate to that. It's not relatable, right? It's like when you listen to somebody, you know, Bill Gates doing a talk, well, I can't relate to Bill Gates. The guy's like a multi-billionaire. He doesn't have to need or want for anything. He has no struggles. Well, he has struggles, but they're just different than what we're having, right? So I try to be relatable to people so that it allows them to be able to stay connected, right? Because if you become unrelatable and you're not talking about stuff that's pertinent, it's just not going to work. That's, and that's where people, if you can attract those people to you by talking about things that maybe they're going through, they can understand, or maybe that they want more information on, that's what's going to keep people coming around. Yeah, I think that's a really important point because the numbers, it's, it's really easy to find numbers saying that the more time people spend on social media, the higher levels of depression or social isolation come up, right? Because we're only seeing these polished views of how people's lives are. There's a whole bunch of air quotes in that statement right there. <laughs> right. And, and we hold ourselves to these impossible standards because it's not true. It's like people saying that life work balance is impossible. I don't think it has to be impossible. I think holding your vision of balance to someone else's picture of balance is impossible. You get to choose what that yep. looks like for you. Absolutely. And that's the thing. We, we put so much emphasis on what other people think doing what the Joneses are doing. And I'm like, I've never been that guy. I don't care what anybody thinks. Like it's, why would I care? They're not, 
they're not putting food in my mouth. They're not putting money in my bank account. They're not sending me on a holiday. They're not doing any of that stuff for me. It's up to, it's up to me to make that stuff happen. It's up to me to decide what goes in here and what goes in here and how healthy I am. It's up to me to decide that. I don't need anybody to tell me that. I mean, yeah, I'll take somebody's advice if I'm looking for it, or maybe they'll share something with me that will help me, but it's really up to me. You know, like they say, it's, if it's going to be, it's up to me, right? That's a, a pretty pertinent saying it applies to really everybody. So, you know, we got to realize that who we surround ourselves with is so important. Don't be in a group. Don't have people that don't elevate you in your life, you know, and it's great to be a tag long, but why be a tag long? Why not elevate yourself? Right. So, yeah, so true. And I mean, not to say that you have to separate yourself from your entire social circle, but you can expand beyond that group that doesn't understand what you're working on or that you feel is kind of keeping you from being the person that you want to be. Absolutely. And that's where I've come from. I don't, there's nobody in my circle that I grew up with that is remotely doing what I'm doing. Not even close. <laughs> and, and I'm good with that. Because the people who are going to get some insights and ideas that are going to take that kind of inspiration or leadership, they'll, they'll benefit in the end. Everybody's yeah. going to make their own path yeah. and hopefully be happy with it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Some of us are, are driven to look for a little bit more. So I, I love how you're making this available and, and really sharing your own insights and experience to people who may be where you are, maybe younger and just starting out, you know, maybe in a more um, traditional trade sort of an occupation and not recognize that there's people having this kind of a conversation. So I love how this is kind of opening up channels and bringing folks together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to take more of your busy workday. Is there anything else that you'd like to share in this conversation? I would love to follow up with you again and have you back to continue another time. But for today's installment, is there anything else front of mind for you? No, just, you know, you're in control of what you think. You're in control of how your day can go and uh, set some goals and journal. Have gratitude. I'm so grateful that we connected, that Miranda connected us. So kudos to her. And, you know, it's been a really awesome experience doing this podcast with you. So I just want to give you some gratitude for that. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for doing your good work up north. And hopefully sometime our paths will cross. Maybe my Canadian husband and I will come up and we'll snowmobiling. Absolutely. You definitely have to experience that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm up for that adventure. He's brought me up on my adventure rating scale. So <laughs> I'll work on that. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, Travis. Wishing you well, stay healthy, and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a great day. Take care. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.